I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, Episode 62, Unleashing Your Confident Self with Alicia Khoury. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Welcome, friends. I'm so excited that you are here today. And we have a phenomenal guest on today who I just I am so impressed with her. She is amazing. And I'm going to give you a little background on my sweet friend here. So please join me in welcoming Alicia Khoury, the CEO of Audacious Concepts, Inc. and Red Carpet CEO. She is an internationally recognized speaker and author. Alicia has received numerous awards, including the prestigious GI Global Icon Award, the Top Audacious Confidence Growth Expert Award, and the Empowered Women Award for the International Association of Top Professionals. She's a passionate advocate for women to step boldly into the direction of their dreams by up-leveling their confidence. Let's give a warm welcome to the audacious Alicia Khoury. So welcome, hon. I'm so glad that you are here today. I'm so excited to be here with you, Amber, because you were a guest on my show, and now I'm a guest on your show. I'm so excited. Yes, and I think you are so perfect for what we're going to talk about today, which is unleashing your confidence. And I think that is so important when it comes to money, because you know, women in general, we're not taught to have confidence with our money. We're taught to, you know, stay back, on be small. Else. Yes. We're taught to be dependent on someone else, really. Yes. Yes. And so I think, you know, you talking about stepping into your confidence is going to be so important for our audience and our listeners. So, you know, go and talk a little bit more about that and let us know what that means to unleash your confidence. So we were all born confident, whether you were the baby that was crying as soon as you took a breath or you were that quiet baby um, when you were born, you still had a level of confidence. And over time, that confidence is is um, kind of uh, eaten away. Mm. Now, if you don't believe me that we're born confident, when you look at any baby anywhere, if you did, let's say, if your your definition of confidence is the ability to step out and make your make your voice heard, make yourself known, I'm here. Look at me, right? That baby doesn't care where they are, what's going on. <laughs> they will draw attention to themselves if they need something. Yes. And that is a level of confidence that they will yell, they will scream, they'll cry. They don't care if you're embarrassed. They don't care if you're in church or in an airplane. They don't care. Yes. So mm -hmm. if you take that, this idea that we really don't care, we don't have this, this um, self filter. We don't have this filter of embarrassment or shame or guilt that comes with consciousness as we grow up, then you are confident as a child. You children will step up, they'll climb up on anything, they will, they will take on anything. 
um, until they start hearing no enough or they get hurt or something stops that for them. So over time now, we lose that ability to, because shame comes in, guilt comes in, uh, self-consciousness comes in. Uh, we don't want to be judged. We don't want to, mm. we don't want to stand out because when, you know, when we were our caveman, I guess our, our, <laughs> um, <laughs> our reptilian brain, if you were ostracized from the pack because you were different or strange, or you did something different that caused them to ostracize you, that meant death. Mm -hmm. So yeah. within our prime, our prime primal brain is still this, this feeling that we want to belong because if we don't belong, it's death. Now it's not actual physical death, but it could be social death or something like that. So we start holding ourselves back. So it's important, back to your original question, to unleash it because it's already inside of you. It's just been now buried and we need to be able to peel back the layers and, and allow it to blossom again in our lives to unleash it like take the locks off and let it run free <laughs> yes I love that and just to let you know because I think we do forget we forget that we're, we are born with it we're born with that curiosity that hey I want to discover I want to be I want to be heard I want to be seen you know and I love that you say that kids they don't care where they're at they're just gonna let you know they're like I'm here I need something <laughs> I exactly I need it and yeah. and adults get so upset with someone who has a baby or a kid that can't keep them quiet listen that's not my job <laughs> my job is to make sure that they're safe they're fed and they're they're not wet and whatever if they're complaining about something else you know I don't know what to tell you. I can't put my hand over the child's mouth and keep <laughs> right. them quiet. People right. get so upset with babies when babies have no concept of, of, you know, being quiet. They want something they'll tell you they want it. And then the other part of that too is we have an innate drive inside of us to excel, to grow, um, and again, that's another thing that's put a cap on and stifled. But if you look at a child trying to walk, like we go through those stages of crawling, walking, speaking, all those are innate inside of us that we're born with. So when did you turn that spigot off? Mm. When did you stop that striving to be more and to do more? And, you know, what is it? What is happening in your brain that's that's judging that as something that's bad? Because yeah. innately, we were created that way. We don't look at a little kid that is trying to walk and falls down and say, give it up, kid. You'll never walk. Don't, exactly. don't even try, yeah. you know. So we have it inside of us. But there's something that we put a cap on. And when it comes to money, because of the messages, you talk about this so much, so eloquently, so great on your show, the messages that we've been brought up with that um, become limiting beliefs for us mm -hmm. that hold us back from actually stepping out and and asking for the money or or um, taking care of our money because as girls yeah. we're like you can't handle money or even if it's not an overt message there is a supplemental message that we get from our fathers or something that we need to take be taken care of 
mm-hmm. that we don't have the resources to do for ourselves. And so we need to start recognizing that we have those messages and, and combat all those um, limiting beliefs that keep us, hold us back from being out the best version of ourselves. I agree completely because it, I think it's fascinating because you say, well, a baby doesn't have these inhibitions, this, this limiting belief, but yet we're giving messages all throughout our lives that we internalize and then make our kind of money blueprint to say, oh, well, I need to be taken care of. I need someone else to manage my finances. I shouldn't go ask for money because that's not polite and it's not polite to discuss money. And so you talk about unleashing your confidence. If someone notices that, you know what? I'm playing really small with money. I'm not asking for money. I don't like looking at my money. I want someone else to take care of it for me. And they have that awareness. What advice would you give them to start stepping into their confidence with money to make it a force for good in their lives? Oh, this is a beautiful question. Because I was there. I was totally there. Uh, and and I'm still working through it. So you know, we're continuing think, growing and progressing, aren't we? Right. I don't think we ever uh, arrive anywhere. We're always working towards it. Um, first is the recognition of it. So that's that's a big step. The awareness part is huge. When you start being aware of how do I really look at money and my relationship with money? Is it something that I want? But I'm like, uh, yeah, I want it. But you know, you have this fear of it or or um you've been taught to to wanting it is bad so you you want it but it's too bad to want so i can't want it um so recognizing what is your relationship with money and um so and where did that come from i know that's a deeper because you really have to to start thinking where did that come from and start really trying to figure that <clears throat> where those messages came from. And sometimes you you never really quite get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, and I have another point that I would get to, but I just want to take a little side trip here. Okay. Uh, one of my memories, <laughs> my money memories was, because I did a lot of coaching around this. And one of my money memories was when I was uh, about seven years old, we went to see Star Wars. I was like six or seven. Uh, and kids five and under are free. Mm -hmm. And I heard my parents tell them that I was five. Mm. And I stood up and I said, No, I'm not five, six or seven, whatever age it was. Um, I just remember the the incident. And I got the look, you know, you get that look from your parent, like, (laughs) like, (laughs) not even like you were in big trouble, Missy. Like, you know, if we weren't in public, stuff was gonna go down. And so the lesson for me there, what I unpacked with that was it's okay to lie for money, to, to, mm. to, to save money. It's okay to, to not be truthful around money and, um, you know, to hide and to lie and to do the, those kind of deceitful things around money. So as a little kid, that's what I was internalizing. Ah. And then I was bad for, for being for being truthful. Like Mm. I was somehow being punished for being truthful. So I had a lot of then, well, I can't ask for money because I'll be in trouble. You know, all these kind of things started 
becoming more of an, a reinforcing belief in my belief systems mm-hmm. around money because of that. In, and there were other incidents too that I remembered, but something as simple as that, I connected to a meaning mm-hmm. about me, not about the fact that my parents just wanted to save three bucks or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. But I made it mean something about me personally, that I was bad, that something about me was wrong. And so and then the idea that you could be deceitful around money. Mm -hmm. It's okay to Mm -hmm. be deceitful if it's if it benefits you. Right. 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 Fascinating. Yeah. So when you start unpacking some of these childhood memories around specifically around money, then you can say, okay, that was when I was five, six, seven years old, whatever the case may be. That does not mean anything about who I am today. Mm -hmm. So I can let go of that belief because it's not connected to who I am. Now, the emotional trigger of that, what you feel will still, you'll still feel it in your body. So your immediate response would be the same, but you have to now recognize what is the emotional response that you're having in your body and the belief about it, and then disconnect those two things and not so that it's no longer that emotional trigger when someone, when you have to ask for money and you have like that belief that I had that I I can, I can be deceitful about. And, and I'm not talking like I would I would steal or anything like yeah, that. I, yeah. It's just like I could hide things. Like I don't have to tell them the full extent of what it is that you need in this, you know, like what we're delivering to you. I don't have to give you the whole truth about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Old stuff, you know, any, any little thing like that. So the emotional feelings start coming up and you start holding back because now you're back to that six-year-old being, getting the look because you spoke out of turn. Um, And so you have to recognize what those feelings are and begin to disconnect it from the belief so that you're no longer triggered by it. And then you have to build a new belief to replace that belief. So then you have to sit and think about, well, what do I really believe about money? What do I believe about this? Do I believe I deserve this? Do I believe I'm worth it? Do I believe mm-hmm. the work that I do is is um is equal value to that to to the payment? You know, what what do I really believe about this? And then as you start building and it takes it takes a process, you know, as you mm-hmm. start building it, but it's that awareness that when you get that feeling, stop yourself and say, "Okay, what is this feeling connected to? What am I connecting this to right now?" so that you're not continuing to go down that pattern, that automatic subconscious pattern that you've been in. Yes. Yeah. Breaking that cycle. And I think that's one of the hardest things to do because we are so busy as women. We have so much going on, especially if you're entrepreneurs and, you know, mamas and wives and all the things that we just get going and going and going on our daily list. How many of us stop to think about what we're truly thinking and feeling about money is <laughs> yes, not exactly. ranking on the priorities usually. <laughs> exactly. Um, and two things I wanted to share um, yeah. 
you said one thing there and then something I heard today, which is so important, appropriate that we're having this conversation now, but one is about mamas. Mm -hmm. Moms are nurturers. Moms are givers. We're naturally designed to give of ourselves. Mm. And so when it comes to actually, and, and this doesn't even, is not exclusive to money. It's exclusive to receiving. Mm. Not, I mean, it, it, it's inclusive of receiving, receiving anything, including help. Because we naturally give and we have a tendency to not be good receivers. Mm -hmm. So when you put that together with money too, it's very challenging for moms mm -hmm. to receive even a gift of money or working for money um, as an entrepreneur. If you worked a job, you have no problem collecting your paycheck at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, but when you now have your own business, you feel like, well, I'm doing this anyway. I'm going to do this anyway. So, you know, so you don't, you don't value every little thing that you're actually doing. You don't see it as a value to the person that's receiving it because you have a hard time receiving as well. So we have to learn how to receive. I think that's so important because, and, and to really think about the whole giving and receiving aspect for someone to give they have to have a receiver. They need yeah. to have like the connection has to happen yes. or else they can't give. <laughs> the cycle ends right there. Yes. And so I, you I give and it's like, no, thank you. Don't want it. <laughs> no, no, sorry. No, you can't give to me today. And then right. what happens that giver, I, I learned this um, a long time ago with at church, actually, when my pastor said, he said that, if you don't receive from someone else, you are blocking their blessing. I've heard that as well. I know. Powerful. Yeah. Like, oh, so, <laughs> so stop being selfish. <laughs> so it's a very selfish thing not to receive. It's very selfish because you're now blocking them from receiving the hundredfold blessing of giving to you. So that's not just money. Again, we are talking about money, but in any area, when someone wants to do something for you to help you, allow them to help you receive that, that gift that they're giving you with, with gratitude and, and love that it's being given and stop saying no to the help or no, because we have to be superwoman, right? We have to be all, do all, have all, we have to do it all. And so- we have to also be able to receive the help in gratitude and not in guilt, not in shame, like we couldn't do it. So mm -hmm. we had to have someone help us, but receive the help in gratitude. And in that receiving part is the second part of the thing of what I wanted to share. Um, someone today was telling me about this, this cycle of money that, um, one of her mentors had, had, he wrote a book about it. And it's a cycle of money where you have to have gratitude in every stage in the cycle of money. So when you're paying a bill, you have to have gratitude for paying the bill and not be like, oh, I got to pay this bill. Oh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because it's in the gratitude is the the um, the expansion is in the gratitude. The 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 growth is in the gratitude. So when you 
you give you have gratitude in having to pay a bill you have gratitude in having to give to someone and then have gratitude in receiving that's the full cycle mm-hmm. um yeah. and you have yeah. to have gratitude in each area of that cycle for money to actually flow in your life because if you stop the gratitude in the paying of the bill then the money stops Mm. So you have to keep so the powerful. flow. I know, right? That wasn't so that good. You have to keep I'm just the like, ooh, flow yeah. going. <laughs> gratitude. So when you have a bill, like, and she was, she was talking about now. She was, she's been in two civil wars. She's fled two countries. Oh my god. Um, and and she's like, I know when I have to pay that electric bill. Sometimes it's like, oh, I have to pay that electric bill. But I've been without electricity. Mm. I've been without water. I know what it's like to be in a places where where you have you don't have access to these things. So of course now I have to give gratitude for, for the ability to pay this bill, the ability to have the money to pay the bill. And then she gave the example of the woman in the in the seminar stood up and said, "Yeah, but I have a loan that I can't pay back. I mm. I you know." How do I have gratitude for a loan that now I can't pay it back? And he said, you have gratitude that you qualified for a loan. Some people can't even qualify for a loan. So you qualified for it. So you have gratitude that you were able to qualify for that loan. And in the gratitude, you'll see you'll help the money to flow back into your life instead of repelling. So it's like looking for every, every opportunity to give gratitude and I thought yeah that's it was really powerful because I never thought of it that way I'd never heard it that way I love that so much and it's retraining and reframing your brain to say okay instead of thinking of this as a burden I am so grateful I have clean running water and I can pay for clean running water you know it completely changes your mindset around paying that bill and it becomes like you said, a gratitude and an opportunity to give thanks for all that we have been given. And I do think, especially as you were saying that it opens us up to more money abundance, more money flow to recognize what we have now, be grateful for it. And it expands us to then create more in our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And that builds confidence. Gratitude builds confidence because you're in, in that positive uh, mindset, positive flow, positive energy. And when, when you're in that positive energy, you feel better about yourself. You feel like you can do anything, right? So it does also translate to more confidence. Oh, I love that so much. And we might have some out there. I know this can be a block for women as well, especially when we talk about confidence. Once again, it may be some of our programming or things that we've been taught, but I think some women feel like, well, I don't want to come off sounding um, like I'm all that, you know, that I am bigger than my shoes, if you will, or whatever it may be that they're coming off in a way that is not going to connect them with others and bring those relationships about that they're looking for. I'm curious, what would you say to that? I have so much to say about that. I don't know if we have time. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to plan another time to meet. (laughs) Uh, So first of all, um, says who? Right. Who made that up? (laughs) 
says who that you're too much or you're coming off too much. Listen, there's an audience for you somewhere. And you just might be in front of the wrong audience if they Mm. feel that way about you. So, (laughs) so number one, who says, um, if that is typically a message from childhood, again, programming, you said it already programming of a time when you were a child and you did something, maybe a little showy, maybe a little, um, you know, you were having fun and yeah, a little, (laughs) little more than than the the situation called for <laughs> maybe you were at church and you got up and you started dancing and they were like no you, didn't, you know whatever it was yeah that was a moment in time that now you've connected a belief about yourself mm. to like I said at the beginning uh when I was telling my story you've connected a belief about you based on an incident in time yes and that is not who you are so if if you have this belief that you don't want to be seen because you don't want people to think you're showy or mm-hmm. that you you're bragging or um that that is all a mindset and that's all something built into your beliefs. Um yes. and please don't get me wrong I'm not judging you in any way. I'm not um I'm not telling you that, you know, you're bad because you have this belief, nothing like that. It's just that sometimes we've, we've created these beliefs that are no longer serving us. Mm-hmm. And if you have a business and you're trying to grow your business, you need to promote yourself and your business and having that mindset or that belief, it will hold you back. It will hold your business back. And um, it happens all the time. It it happened to me for for at least a decade in my business where I had that mindset that I I didn't want to be seen. I didn't want to seem showy. Mm. I didn't, you know, so I I so, so understand what you're saying. (laughs) So it's not a judgment at all because I was there. I feel it. Um, But it's a belief that is really holding you back from your best self. Confidence is not arrogance. Yes. When you know something, I mean, you're a mom, I'm a mom. Mm -hmm. We know our kids, right? We get to know our kids as they're growing up. And when they hit a a certain age, we know how they're going to respond to things. We know what they're going to do. You have confidence in what you believe about your child. You know them. Yes. So that's the same thing. You have to get to know yourself mm. and know who the, you know, who you are, the power that's inside of you, what you know, how you impact people. And when you step out and you say things like um that to, may seem braggadocious. It's I like that word. <laughs> you, yeah, because you know it. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you if you know Grant Cardone. Mm-hmm. Right. In his book, um, 10X, he talks about how people would say that he's too much. Mm. He's to say, you're just too much. You're too much. And at one point he said it used to it used to bother him a little bit. And then he realized, you know what? I'm not enough. 
Mm, interesting. <laughs> I'm going to 10x this. Yeah. I'm going to be so, I'm going to go so hard, so much, do so much more, talk so much more about me, be out there more because my tribe is out there and they will, they will appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And, and look at him now, right? If he allowed that, that criticism to stop him, he wouldn't be where he is now. He wouldn't be impacting millions of people yeah. because a few people thought he was too much at the beginning. Mm. He's like, when someone says you're too much, that's the time to amp it up. That means you're not <laughs> enough yet. Yeah. Because like, yeah. you need to get rid of those people. That is not helping you create what you want to create in your life. Right. So those yeah. people need to fall off on the side and it could be family members. It could be friends, but you, they could still be your family and your friends, but you cannot allow that their negative judgment because they don't know what you're trying to do. Mm. They don't know what you're about. Yeah. Not, not really. They kind of see stuff out there and see what you're doing but they really don't know what your vision is, what your goals are for you and your family, what you're trying to do. And so when they come out there and say, say, you know, I remember when I was changing your diaper, you're, you know, like, <laughs> look at you now. like who do you think you are? Yeah. Who do you think you are? It's like, all right, you remember me when I was two years old a long time ago yeah like we've changed a little bit since then it's two years old you know I learned some stuff so you can't allow other people's memory of you belief about what you should and should not do hold your vision back from being all that you can be I still cringe when people read my bio because I'm like it's no big deal but it's a big deal to someone else, you know, like, but I have to hold a candle or a standard for someone else who needs that encouragement needs to see someone like me. Um, When I was growing up in Australia, I didn't have many black women to look up to, to say, oh, I could be like that because she's doing it. Mm -hmm. I could do it. So I realized my responsibility is to go out with audacious confidence because I will be inspiring a young girl to, to step out and do it when she sees me doing it. Um, I said in an interview recently, I'm like, I'm nothing special. I don't believe I'm anything special. I wasn't gifted with the ability to sing like Mariah Carey or dance like J-Lo or be Beyonce. You know, I didn't, I don't have those talents, but what I do have is a mouth. Everybody can talk. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a story. And if I can step out and just use my voice to speak and I, and I'm not, you know, Everybody has a story, whether you're actually vocally saying it, you know, if you're if you're not able to vocally speak it out, you can still express it. Mm-hmm. So um, so I'm not trying to exclude anyone who was born without the ability to speak. I'm just saying we all have the ability to share our message, share our story in one way or the other. And so mm-hmm. and so if 
I can use that as a platform for someone else to say, well, if she can just use her voice to share, I could do the same thing. You know, I, I can't sing and dance and, and I'm not a, you know, rocket scientist, but I have a story. Then that gives someone encouragement to do it. So we, as moms, as women, have to hold to a standard to to impact and influence another young girl that probably didn't have, you know, that be for her what you didn't have, in other words. Right. That's what I'm saying. So we have and that. That can come through so powerfully with money. Because how many of us were taught to be empowered with money and to be confident in our money? So even us stepping into our money confidence is going to influence the girls, the young women, the women around us to step mm -hmm. into their own money confidence. And that's only going to make the world a better place because we as women want to make the world a better place. We have this right. incredible effect to share our stories, our lives, our messages to influence and help and serve and love the women of the world. And so for us to do that also with our money can be, I mean, just world changing, <laughs> which yes. I'm so excited to see. And not just the world, but our own lives, our own families, our own perspectives in creating that for ourselves. Well, as a woman, every one woman influences so many people. Yes. When you, when you have children, you don't just influence your child, but your child can influence others. So, so every woman has a ripple effect within her mm, yes. to, to create more. So when you, you take control of your money, when, and again, this is not about disempowering your spouse or a male in right, your life right. or anything mm -hmm. like it has nothing to do with disempowering them. It is empowering yourself with money, not running away from it, not being afraid of it, not thinking, well, I can't, um, you know, I need someone to take care of me or I need someone because that's the message I got. I got growing mm. up that I need someone to take care of me because I'm never going to be able to take care of myself. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if you have those kind of messages, it's up to you, nobody else. It's up to you to say no more. I'm not going to live in that reality because I, I am smart enough. <laughs> you know, I'm smart. I'm still alive. I'm clearly smart enough to figure this out that I can balance a checkbook. I can manage money. I can um, attract the money that I'm, uh, I desire to have in my life. Yes. I can, you know, give to my children in abundance. I can give to others in abundance when I can, I can take control of this fear of money that I have, that I'm this fear that I'm not good with it because I've been told I'm not good with money or I shouldn't be trusted around money. That's another, you know, women, you can't be trusted. I'm like, what? You're like, <laughs> am I going to to the money? <laughs> what, what am I going to do to the money? What am I going to yeah, right. <laughs> oh my Am I going to beat it into submission? What am I going to do with why? Why can't I be trusted with the money? <laughs> I'm going to go behind money's back. Like, what are you talking what about? Right? What do we, do? <laughs> we just need to to realize that if you can walk, if you had the ability to stand up and learn how to walk, 
you have the ability to learn how to how to manage money. Yes. It's within each of us. And if we need help doing that, you know, and managing it or learning about it, ask. There are women out there that want like to support you. you and help you. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, hon, I am just looking at the time. It went by way too quick. Uh, We're going to have to have you back on, but I do want you to let our audience know how they can find you. They're like, we need to learn more from her to work with her. Where can they find you? So I have a show on Win Win Women as well. It's called Unleash Your Audacious Confidence. So you can search for that show. But the best way to contact me is through my website, alicia360.com, alicia360.com. And you'll find all my social media handles on that site, all my websites, everything that you could possibly want and don't even want to know about me. is <laughs> Way too all much there. stuff there. It's all there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, hon. Well, I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing your love and your light. And I know that so many are going to benefit and definitely everyone listening and watching, go talk to her, go talk to Alicia, (laughs) go reach out to her. She's incredible. I just can't wait to see the ripple effect that's going to happen, not only here on Win Win Women, but throughout the world. So thank you so much, hon. Thank you. And now I have to up my money game now that I'm spouted all this great advice. I got to listen to this show now and hear what I said and do it. Right, right. And then sometimes we're like, hey, we got to upload. We're going to our next next phase, next self. Yes, exactly. <laughs> awesome, hun. Thank you so much. Thank you. You are already working hard for your money. Imagine your money working hard for you. Imagine taking control over where your money goes instead of wondering where it went at the end of every month. Imagine the freedom you will have from not worrying constantly about your finances. Imagine enjoying the decisions you make with your money. I know this is possible for you. Head on over to amberpetersoncoachingfinance.now.site where we can work together to make it happen. And if you're finding this podcast to be helpful, please subscribe. That way you will never miss an episode to help you create confidence with your money. Have a beautiful week.